Hello, and welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online service. Our theme for this year is Plus One, which encourages us to invite someone to join us in worship and fellowship. Our mission statement is simple. It's loving God, loving people, and loving life. We hope that this message will serve as a source of inspiration and encouragement for you. Each episode, we will explore different aspects of our faith, share stories of hope and healing, and discuss ways we can make a positive impact in our community and the world. So whether you're a longtime member of our church or just tuning in for the first time, we welcome you to join us on this journey. Let's make 2023 a year of growth, both for ourselves and for those around us. Thanks for listening. Here we go. Oh, that's awesome. Well, hey, again, thank you for being here today. We appreciate you. Uh, like I said, I believe that God has some, uh, something in store for you today, and we just believe it's not by accident that you're here. So once again, I believe that this will be a blessing to you. But hey, you know what? I just want to encourage you as moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, if you're here today. Uh, you know, yesterday we had an Easter egg hunt. And obviously, you know, because of traditions, because of things that we experience, we oftentimes will say, hey, the Easter Bunny is at such and such a place. Do you want to go? And because we sell it with enthusiasm, the children say, yes, I want to go see the Easter Bunny. And I want to go get some Easter eggs. And, or we say, Santa Claus is uh, uh, here. Would you like to go see Santa Claus? And because of how we sell it, the kids are like, yes, I want to go see Santa Claus, right? And yesterday was a perfect example of that. We had hundreds of kids out there, and it was not necessarily the most ideal day, but nevertheless, we had people that show up. And then obviously, those children grow up and have children, and they talk about the Easter Bunny and talk about Santa, and they sell it with enthusiasm and say, do you want to go? But you know, one of the things that I've seen over the years is that families have this discussion, and they'll talk to the kids, and they'll say, do you want to go to church? <laughs> they say it just like that too. Do you want to go to church? And the kid obviously says, well, mom and dad's not selling it. So, no, I don't want to go to church. And oftentimes our mentality is this. I don't want to force or push church or religion on my children. I want them to make the decisions for themselves. And so therefore when they get old enough, they'll make the decisions for themselves. But how many of you understand that if we don't sell it as moms and dads as something being, well, if we sell it as being optional, how many of you understand that as they grow up, they won't see it as necessary, right? And so I just want to encourage you, mom and dad, if you want your children to ever have a relationship with Jesus and know God and, and have a certainty of eternity, raise your kids in church, amen, and sell it. Oh, church is fun. Church is fun. At least we can go watch that tall guy that one tried out for the voice in the American Idol, right? So anyways, again, church is a good place to be. Amen? amen. Come on, that was a good place to say amen. amen. I mean, even if you're not used to saying it, it would be a good place to say it. So anyways, we're glad that you're here. Again, we, we, for the sake of time, we went a little bit long with the uh, uh, gifts and things like that. And so once again, we're so thankful that they got to be able to participate so i want to just i have this message i believe that will be a blessing to you uh maybe a little bit shorter today but nevertheless i pray that it will be as impactful as if we preach for the next two hours is that all right anybody got any problems with me preaching a little shorter today 
She says, no way. Hey, it's all right. Thanks. That hurts my feelings. But, you know, it's a... <laughs> all right. Well, hey, listen, uh, today is what? Does anybody know what today is? It's Palm Sunday. Does anybody know what season it is? It's spring, but it's also the season that if you begin to look around, it's the season that we know that Jesus is coming very soon. And so we just have such an urgency to share the love of God in practical ways, in any which way that we can. If it's a matter of inviting you to church, if it's a matter of having an Easter egg hunt, whatever it is, we're looking to share the love of God because Jesus is coming soon. And so today as we celebrate Palm Sunday, I hope that there will be something that just stirs an urgency on the inside of that. I just need to know Jesus more. And if you don't know Jesus, I pray that by the end of this service, there will come a place where you want to make a decision to say, you know what, I just need to know this Jesus that you're talking about. But on the practical side, obviously yesterday we had our Easter egg hunt. It was cold. It was it was cloudy, it was rainy, it wasn't, like I said, the most ideal uh, situation. But you know what? We had people that came. And the cool thing about it was, is that on a Saturday afternoon, on a rainy, cold day, we even had people in our church that came from down in Detroit. We got people in Detroit, from Detroit that attend this church just because they love you and love this church and love the community. Had people from Birch Run came on down just to help and serve yesterday. Again, just looking to make an impact. And people came together to serve our community, to show the love of God in a practical way. And it's funny, you get all sorts of people that come out, you know, when you have events. And, you know, our event started at 1 o'clock. And so around here, we try to be prompt, right? So 1 o'clock, we're going to blow the whistle and kids are going to go get the eggs. And so there's people that are still coming in at 1 o'clock. And there's, people, there's kids out there collecting eggs. And one of the guys came and says to uh, one of the parking lot attendants, and he says, the Easter egg's already going on. And he's like, yeah, it is. It started at 1 o'clock. And he says, well, you should have changed the time. <laughs> and I thought to myself, isn't that just funny how people are? It's like, I haven't arrived yet, so you shouldn't have started. But anyways, uh, again, we just love people. So praise the Lord. Uh, Jesus said this. He said, I've come to be the light in darkness. How many of you would agree that we are living in dark days? But not only did Jesus say that I've come to be the light, he said that you, the church, are meant to be the light. You are the light in the darkness. And so yesterday, we had the opportunity to evangelize in an, in an opportunity to reach people at this place, at this location. We had the, the, the light turned on yesterday. Do you remember that one, what is it, uh, Motel 6? You know, we'll leave the light on for you. Yesterday, on a gloomy day, we turned the light on in this location. And in this location, I just want you to know that God's wanting to do some things to reach a community, to love on people. And I'm going somewhere, so I'm just kind of setting it up. But this past Wednesday, my wife, she was ministering during our church prayer time, and she began to share about this particular building and how we ended up getting here. We've only been here right about, I think, five years now. So we've not been here for very long. 
But when we got here, we had another church building down the road, and it was very small. It was on a dirt road, and we just knew that we needed to get out of that location so that we had greater visibility in the, and have a greater impact to reach people. But, you know, we just weren't in the place. And where the other church building was is a couple miles down the road, but whenever we would get there, we live out towards Clio, and so we would always take 75 coming down to the church. That was our route, our path of getting to the office. Well, this particular day, my wife decided to take the back way, go up through Elms Road and come to Corona Road and come on across. It was out of sorts for her, but as she came across a different way, she saw a for sale sign on this building. How many of you know that God sometimes will reroute you to get your attention? When you get in such a routine of doing what you've always done and sometimes you're missing the road signs and the signals and they're right there in front of you, sometimes God's got to reroute you to get your attention, right? And so she rerouted and was driving down the road, saw the for sale sign and she came and told me at the office and I'm like, yeah, so, so what? It's for sale. I mean, we can't afford it. We've got another building that we're making payments on. You know, we're just not there yet. You know, we don't have money in the bank. And, and she's like, well, just go look at it. And so I drove down here just because the wife told me to. Men, that's a secret. Just do what she tells you to do. You'll be all right. So I came down here, looked at the property. I pulled off on the side in between the church building and the office, walked around the back. And as they came around the back side into the parking lot, there was a vehicle parked at the office over there. And a gentleman was getting out of his car, started walking toward me. As he started to walk toward me, I could see that he was smiling. And then he says to me, he says, hey, how you doing? I said, oh, doing good. He says, do you remember me? And at the time, I didn't. But as he got closer, I saw and recognized his face. Well, I met him two years prior at a campground of all places, and we talked. And he says to me, as he comes across the parking lot, he says, I've been trying to get a hold of you. He says, I remember you from two years ago, and I've been trying to get a hold of you for this building because I was thinking it would be a good fit for you. Well, at the time, our phone lines at the office were down because of the internet and all that stuff. So here he's been trying to get a hold of me, but wasn't able to. And so I've got a message for you today. I don't care if you're old or young. I don't care if this is your first time. God wants you to know he's been trying to get a hold of you. Let me say that again. You may not realize it or not. You may have taken a route that you've never came and you've come to this place today. You sit here in this location today and God wants you to know I've been trying to get a hold of you. Come on, somebody. Have you been sensing that God has been trying to get a hold of you? I'm the pastor of the church, and I know that God's been trying to get a hold of me. Right? Well, so on this Palm Sunday, on today, 2023, look to your neighbor and say this. Today, on Palm Sunday, come on, you're not participating. I see some of you still looking at me. Look to your neighbor and say, today, God wants you to know. He's been trying to get a hold of you. <laughs> Amen. Now, here's the thing. Some have been saying, you know, well, you should have changed the time. 
Some are saying, you know, well, there's been a connection issue here. You know, for some, you know, we've been so busy that we haven't even noticed that God has been trying to get our attention. Some, we've been so distracted that we just haven't fixed the issue yet. Some have gotten so comfortable and so complacent that we're like, you know what? The answer machine will get it. <laughs> I'll get to it, right? And some of us are doing well. Some of us are walking with God. But nevertheless, wherever you're at, God is saying, I want you to come further. I want you to go deeper. I want you to experience more. And I want you to know today, I've been trying to get a hold of you. Come on, say that somebody. Say, God's been trying to get a hold of you. Amen. All right, so let's look. Since it's Palm Sunday, I want to draw your attention to the story in the scripture of Palm Sunday. It's recognized or, or named, if you will, the triumphal entry. It was the recognition of Jesus just before the death, the burial, and the resurrection. It was just before he was going to the cross. And there was a different tone at this time. Have you ever noticed that depending on the circumstances, people's tone change when it comes to God? Sometimes God is the greatest thing, and then sometimes God, would you let that happen to me for, right? In this particular occasion, the people were celebrating. So let's begin to look at it here in Luke chapter 19, starting in verse 28. It says, and when he said this, he went on ahead going into Jerusalem, and it came to pass that when he drew near to Bethpage and the Bethany at the Mount of, uh, called Olives, that he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village opposite you, where you are, uh, where, uh, and when you, where you, and whereas you enter, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Loose and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, uh, Why are you loosening this? Just say to them, he says, Because the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went their way and, and found it just as he had said to them. But as they were loosening the colt, the owner of it said, uh, said to them, Why are you loosening the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of him. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> then they brought, it to, uh, brought him to Jesus, and they threw their clothes on the colt, and they set Jesus on him. And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. Then as uh, he was... Uh, drawing near uh, the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Now let's pause there for a moment. It says that they were rejoicing praising loud because of all the great things that they saw and heard that Jesus did. So not only are some of them recipients of what Jesus had done, but a lot of them are there and they're just praising God because of all the things that they heard. And so this was a noisy bunch. This was a noisy occasion. And it actually says that the multitude, which means thousands of people, were gathered and making way for Jesus to come. Now notice what it says here in verse 39. And some of the Pharisees called to him from the crowd, 
Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But he answered and said to them, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the stones would immediately cry out. Now here's where we're getting to. Verse 41. Now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it. As he saw the city, he wept over it. As he looks at the greater Flint area, he's weeping over it, saying, If you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Notice what he said there. He says, you're making all this noise. You're giving me all this fanfare. You're you're rejoicing and praising me for all the miracles and the things that you've heard about. But his heart was grieved and his heart was heavy because he says, I'm coming to you and I am the answer for your peace everything that you have need of the hurts of your heart the distress of your mind the ailments in your body the brokenness in your marriage and family he says I am the answer I am the one that will bring peace but because you really didn't know who I am Because you weren't actually looking for me. I've been trying to get your attention. But because you don't recognize me. It's been hidden from you. For some you may have a distorted view of who God is. I want you to know that when God shows up. He never. Everybody say never. God never shows up with bad news. When God shows up, He doesn't come trying to get a hold of you with the phone call saying, Hey, I'm trying to collect on past debts. Come on, some of you know what I'm talking about. The debtors, the, 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 the tax collectors, and the ones that are, uh, uh, that are behind, or you're behind on the credit cards, and they're trying to get their money, and you dread the phone call. Come on, Jesus is trying to get a hold of you this morning. And when he calls, he's not trying to collect on past debts because he went to the cross and he paid for every debt to be canceled so that when he's trying to get a hold of you, you don't have debt weighing over your head. Oh, come on. That's good news for somebody. How many of you know that will bring bring peace if you grab hold of he is the one that's canceled my debt? Come on, how many of you know that when Jesus is trying to get a hold of you, He's not trying to contact you and gossip about you to you about all your faults and failures and mistakes because you have been made righteous. If you've received Him, you are the righteousness in good standing with God because of Jesus. And He's just calling to say, I just called to say I love you. Come on, some of you that are old enough know a little bit of Stevie Wonder. Come on, you know what I'm saying. I almost broke out in Stevie Wonder, but I just kept it a little bit calm. That's all right. (laughs) I said he's been trying to get a hold of you. And when God's trying to get a hold of you, here's what God does. God brings everything of himself, everything good, everything faithful. Come on. He's trying to get a hold of you because on the other end, he's saying, I've got your miracle. On the other end, he says, you've been asking me and been praying. And he says, I've got your answer. He says, I've been trying to give you peace and bring peace of mind. I've been trying to bring health and healing to your marriage. I've been trying to get a hold of you today. Amen. So it's not by chance that you're here today. 
It's for such a time that God wants you to know. I've been trying to get a hold of you. As we continue in the story of Palm Sunday on Luke chapter 19, starting in verse 43, it says this. Jesus continues, he says this, he says, For days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embarkment. Remember, he said, because you didn't recognize me. Because you didn't know I was trying to get a hold of you. He said, your enemies will build embarkments around you and surround you and close you on every side and level you and your children within you to the ground and they will not leave you one stone or leave one stone on another. He says, because you did not know. Listen to these words. Because you did not know your time of visitation. See, Jesus said, I've been trying to get a hold of you, and I'm your peace, and I'm your answer. And not only that, not only am I trying to call and talk to you on the other end of the phone, he said, I've actually been trying to develop a relationship with you so that you would know me personally. He said, but there is a visitation that you've not recognized. How many of you know that we're living in a day right now where our country has gone crazy, rejected God in every avenue, in the school systems, in the government, and you wonder why times are so dark? It's because everything is crashing around because we've not recognized the day of visitation. But God says, this is your day. Amen. Today's your day of visitation. Another translation says this in verse 42. It says, how I wish today that you, that you of all people would understand the way of peace. He says, out of all people, the people that are sitting in church, out of all the people that are out of church, they're sitting in darkness. But you're in a place where the lights are turned down. Of all people, I'm, I'm desiring that you would understand the way of peace. But how many of you know that understanding isn't by means of intellect? It is a purpose and a process of the heart. I said understanding is not intellectually defining and putting all the dots together. It's an operation of faith and it's an intent of the heart. God said it. I choose to believe it. Amen. You know, there was... A Christian man, this is a true story. There was a Christian man that was talking apologetics about the gospel. And anytime you have those individuals that will set up a forum where there's apologetics, you'll have all kinds of people that are ready to debate. Those that are agnostic, those that are atheists, right? Those that are uh, Satanists, you know, they'll come to argue against Christianity and so the Christian guy he says to this atheist that was arguing back and forth he said to him he says okay stop for just a moment he says you are trying to intellectually make sense out of the gospel he said but let me ask you a question he said if it could be proven that Christianity was real and that it was true he said, would you desire to become a Christian? And the atheist said, no. So what that proves is that those that reject Jesus, those that don't know Jesus, those that reject Him trying to get a hold of them, it's not an intellectual thing of trying to figure it out. It's a heart thing. I said, it's a heart thing. Because you know what? I've been a preacher for 30 years. And I still got questions like, God, 
You'll never have a beginning and you'll never have an end. I mean, there's a lot of those things. You know, uh, uh, you flooded the earth. You raised people from the dead. I mean, there's all kinds of questions that you have from the natural mind and the intellect that you try to figure out. But nevertheless, we believe it by faith because it's a matter of the heart. Are you tracking with me? So you as an individual that are here today, if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, let me rephrase that. When I say a believer, I'm talking about those that have received Christ, accepted Him as Lord and Savior. How many of you understand that just believing in God doesn't get you to heaven? You say, no, I thought that's all we had to do. Do you realize that the devil believes in God? The devil believes that Jesus rose from the grave? But you know the devil's not in heaven. The Bible says that it's for those that believe and receive and call upon the name of the Lord. So if you're here today, and I'm going to share some things with you. And if you would say, I agree with that. I want you to boldly say, amen. Okay? Don't be bashful about the person. Now, don't be obnoxious. Don't, don't, don't you know, part the hair of the person in front of you by yelling. You know, just, just boldly say, amen. All right? So if you're here this morning and you believe that God is good, say amen. amen. Do you believe that God is full of grace and mercy and that he loves us emphatically? Amen. How many of you know that God desires and longs to do good things for you and me? Amen. How many of you know that God says, and would you agree that God wants us to know him? Amen. And how many of you would say and agree to say that concerning God, he wants me to know him better than I know anybody? Amen. We agree and say, amen. Yes, God is good. God is a miracle worker. God loves me and God wants me to know him. And we would stand up and boldly say, amen. But my question for us today, if God is longing to get a hold of us and we believe that he's such a good God, then why do we give him so little of ourselves? Well, you know, I'm busy, and I've got a lot of things. No, that's intellectualizing. You're trying to make excuses for and say this is the reason why. The reality is it's a heart thing. And I don't care if it's you or if it's me. It's a heart thing. And God is saying, I'm trying to get a hold of you today. For today is a day of visitation. Will you stand with me? In the event that you're here today. And if you say, God's been trying to get a hold of me. I didn't realize it. Maybe the lines have been down. Maybe the connection has been disrupted. But today is a day of decision. Today is your day of visitation. As we reflect on Palm Sunday, it sets us up to really take personal inventory. 
do I really know the peace of God? And here's what I want you to know. Is that you can walk with Jesus and know Him better than you know your husband, your wife. You can hear His voice more clearly than the cry of your children because He wants you to know Him. And there's nothing that is keeping us from Him other than ourselves. And God's not up there saying, would you just get it together? Listen, in church, we oftentimes think that church is all about the do's and the don'ts. Don't do that, because God will get mad. Don't do that, because God will be displeased. In church, you know, we're like, dear God, you know, you can't be like the heathen, you know, don't be smoking and drinking and chewing and acting like the people that do. Listen, I got news for you. When God tells you, I've been trying to get a hold of you, He's not trying to get your attention to say, stop doing that. All He's saying is like, I want to know you. I want to have a relationship with you. And here's one thing that I know. There's things that I do that irritate my wife. Sometimes I do it because I know it irritates my wife. But... There are things that I know that irritates my wife, and I try not to do them. You know why I try not to do them? Because I love her, and I want her to love me. Here's my point. God's not trying to talk to you about all the do's and the don'ts and the challenges that you have. One thing I can tell you is if you'll hear today that God is saying, I'm trying to get a hold of you, come have a visitation with me. You won't worry about all the stuff that you have, hang-ups and uh, pitfalls, because the more you hang around Him, you'll just not have the desire, because you'll love Him, and He'll give you the peace to carry over and be free from anything that hangs you up. Because as I said, God's not trying to get a hold of you to gossip to you about you. He wants you to know what He did for you. Amen? So listen, I know that there are people in this place that have never received Jesus. I know there's people in this place that you would say, I once knew God, but I'm not walking with God like I know I should. And that's not to place guilt on you. You just know, I'm not where I'm supposed to be with God. But how many of you know that knowing is the first step of fixing it? And there are people that are in here that say, I love Jesus. I love Him with all of my heart. But God says, listen, there's more that you don't even know. So every single person in this place can pray this prayer with me. And if somewhere, something that I said resonates with you this morning, and you know God has been trying to get a hold of me, then I want you just to pray this prayer with me as I pray. If you're watching online, you can pray this prayer because there's no distance for God. With every head bowed and every eye closed, will you pray this with me? Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for trying to get a hold of me. I hear you speaking to me today. I make the choice to surrender my life. I give it all. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it looks like. 
But I know you'll give me peace. You'll give me strength. And you've never wanted anything bad for me. Only good things. So I know that my best days are ahead of me. Because you've gone before me. And you walk with me. So I surrender my heart today to you. Forgive me of my sins. I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, happy Palm Sunday. If you don't have anywhere to go for Easter next Sunday, come on back and join us. Bring somebody with you. Amen. Listen, we won't be giving away bikes next week, but listen, we have some amazing drinks in our cafe. And you can say, wow, I didn't know church did that kind of thing. We got some good people around here. All right? In fact, I have one of the blue fuzzy ones. Whoo! That's, that's a good drink, man. <laughs> I don't know what they call it. Blue fuzzy. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, all right. God bless you. We love you. Remember, first Wednesday is this coming Wednesday, 630. See you next time. And with that, we come to the end of this episode. We hope that you have found inspiration and encouragement in our discussion today, and we invite you to join us again next week. Let's make 2023 a year of growth and love by sharing the message of our church with others. We encourage you to take the plus one challenge this week and invite someone to join you at our next worship service. You can get more information about our church and say hi to us anytime from our website or social media, all online at gvchurch.tv. Thanks for listening. We are Genesee Valley Church, loving God, loving people, and loving life.